Right, hands in. Three. Hi everyone! Welcome back to So How's Uni. So How's Uni? Oh, end of the term, isn't it? Nearly there. Nearly Christmas, isn't it? Everyone's tired. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, it's weather's really changed. Cold. Yeah. yeah. Think was there snow this year? Well, there was a little bit of snow, wasn't there? Like yeah, the I tiniest think, little bit. I think so. Yeah. Um, Dartmoor was very snowy at the weekend. Mm, yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. That'd be nice. A white it? Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm dreaming. <laughs> <laughs> can't help ourselves, can we? No. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling too much, that might just be a dream. So. Yeah. yeah. We had this discussion the other day, actually. Yeah, this is it. It, it kind of does snow, but it doesn't settle in Perth, does it? No. Yeah. Mm. It's been too close to the sea. Yeah, melts away. Yeah, so nearly there, nearly at the big Christmas break. Yeah, although not break for everyone, is it? Because after Christmas, Mm. it's going to be those dreaded assessments. Assessments, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I remember being a student and having those. Just felt wrong. (laughs) I want to be happy. I literally said to my parents, actually, because um, they brought it up about me going home for Christmas, um, and they said, this is the first year that you have nothing <laughs> on your plate. Like, my, the, the first Christmas since being, like, a student of any sort, mm. like, college, secondary school, that I haven't had Just to do really. anything. So, I found that really weird. Oh, I've just come to that realisation now that you say yeah. it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fully understanding that it can be very stressful as well. Yeah, I think it's Christmas is great to relax, but I know as a student, you still always kind of got it in the back of your mind. Assessments due in January. Assessments are due, (laughs) whether that's coursework or exams. Yeah, exams. So I think to help us talk through this as well, we have guests today. Who are our lovely advice team, Julie and Jack. Hello. Hello, everybody. Just been listening to you. I chose a course without any exams, so that's one way to uh, get out of having to do exams around Christmas. I won't lie, I did the exact same thing. It was all coursework for that reason. I think it's also recognising that while we're talking about Christmas, Christmas means different things for different people as well. Mm, So it's not just about exams, Mm. it could be family or missing family that are no longer here, Mm -hmm. or actually being in this country and away from your home country. So I think there's lots of added pressure Mm. on students Mm, now, cost of living and everything. It can be quite a lonely time. I know when I was a student, I wasn't too stressed about exams and coursework, and I was on top of that. But I was just really bored and quite isolated. I stayed in Plymouth during the holidays, so it was just me. A lot of international students, um, a lot of care leaver students, and anyone that couldn't afford the train home. Um, and it was it was quiet. The city kind of quiescens down. Mm-hmm. I think that's quite sad as well. Yeah. I think possibly like international students must feel it because of time difference, trying to link mm-hmm. in with their family, yeah. loved ones back home. We have got some really fun events over the winter kind of period for all students, but especially we know those international students that might not be able to go home during that time. 
and we've even got events on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Boxing Day, yeah. But we'll hold that talk until the end. So you have to listen to the end <laughs> to hear about that. <laughs> we'll just cycle back to exams for a minute and let Jack do his magic. Well, like I said, I picked a course that didn't have exams, but I do remember the stress of exams from before uni, and it is a stressful time. I think the important thing to remember is it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So we could all give advice about best ways to learn, best ways to cope with stress, but it's not one size fits all for everyone. Yeah. So I think that's the important thing to remember is trying to work out what works for you. So what work might work for me might not work for you, might not work for you. Um, so it's about recognising your own needs. So for me, when I did have to revise, it was doing it in small chunks. I could never focus for too long. Um, I did have to be in a quiet room. I find it really hard. I get distracted really easily. So, for example, I can't even read a book if there's music on quietly because I just all I hear is the music. So I know for me, I have to be somewhere deadly quiet. <clears throat> but I've got friends that like to go to cafes to revise and things. So for them, it's the total opposite. So it's really is important to work out what what's good for you. Obviously, people learn in different ways as well. I think some people take things in through sight, hearing. One of because my memory's never been the best. I remember one of the best exams I ever did was at school in RE. And the reason I did well is because our teacher taught us a song. So it's to one of the Smiths songs. He talks about Plato, funnily enough. I don't remember the words now, but I remembered it for about five years after. And in the exam, when it came up, just singing the song in my head. And that got me through the exam. I got I think like 90%, which I, mm. I would never have got normally. So even really obscure ways can really help you to learn. Um, so I think just working out what works for you is a really good way to go. Yeah, and very true. I in personal experience as well like you said kind of going back to like even a levels gcses over here it's very much like i was trying to figure out the best way Mm -hmm. that i revise as well i did like cue cards um with questions and then you turn over to see if you've got the answer mind maps i found really helpful because i can see the visual so i'd always have like mind maps I start in one end area and always work my way around and then I'd memorize that mind map and I can see where the different topics are on the page so like you said everyone learns yeah. in different ways um yeah and I found I think I took quite a while to figure that out actually mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I think it's hard in school or, or university because you all sort of get pushed maybe in one yeah. way yeah, when you're in a class as well you just want to get it done so you're not really thinking oh What's the best thing to do is just do it yeah even timing is difficult time. as well i think because if i would revise a, a few weeks earlier i'd have forgotten it a week before so i for me it works cramming it in last minute which i know doesn't work for everyone but for me See, that's, that's me the only way i remember that, that that's absolutely me if i read without the pressure kind of helps me to read and remember so i need to have that deadline there to aim, aim for and then the hours as well so i, I find for me within the early hours of the morning where it's so quiet everywhere that just sinks in but then when people people are out and about and yeah noise everywhere i can't really read with noise so i think it's about the preparation i think it's really important when you're doing anything like any exams is actually trying to everybody knows their own routines mm-hmm. so it's identifying times within a particular day that you're going to designate that that actually is my revision time so to speak mm-hmm. it's my preparation time mm-hmm. and then when you've done that taking a break away from it is really good because there's only so much information that will go in and you can have an overload and then it's about maybe going back and revisiting later in the day 
So remembering, yes, it's really important, but taking care of yourself in that time. Mm. So going out, stepping away, mm. going somewhere totally different to where your work is, I think is quite important as well. I think yeah. if you do burn yourself out with it, then that doesn't help what you've just yeah. done either in terms of, right, I've done this chunk, needs to carry on, but sometimes burn yourself out with that can really hinder, mm-hmm. I think, as well. Mm. I think, like, obviously, as I said, same as Jack really I didn't do exams but even during that coursework period that and it worked for me and it doesn't work for everybody is I kind of did like kind of traditional office hours so if I was writing an essay I would do nine ten in the morning till five in the evening Monday to Friday or maybe I'd have a day off because then I still had my evenings where that was my time I could go see friends or I could just have a chill evening and I still well I worked on the weekends but if you don't work on the weekends you've got weekends to have kind of self-care time time to yourself or if you do work on the weekends by having that kind of traditional working hours during the week you kind of don't have to worry about going to work on the weekend and then having to come home and doing more work because yeah. I think that is a short sure way to kind of burn yourself out a bit really. Well I think it's that mindset and pressure most students have like mm. I've started it, I've got to finish Yeah. And then you sit there and you burn out and it's like nothing's coming and you're stressed mm. out yourself and not being productive or you can't be productive because you've been sat a laptop or in front of your desktop for, for hours and your brain is like I'm not working now excuse yeah. me. I think for me it was setting lots of small goals so I'll revise that one unit and then I'm going to go have lunch or I'm going to go on a walk or I'm going to do some painting and then I'll do another unit this afternoon and just the kind of feeling good when you get that tiny little bit done mm-hmm. knowing that you're chipping yeah. away at it feels so much better than looking at I've got to revise all of that <laughs> and it it's overwhelming. Like when I make lists of things, the first thing on my list is always make a list because I can cross something off right away and I feel like I've started it. So it feeds what into that really. Yeah. That's, yeah, I've never thought of that actually because oh. I like a list and yeah. that's never been at the top of my list. So. <laughs> We've had some students in terms of their preparation when they're getting coursework ready that will allocate however many words they're going to do. Mm. So we'll actually mm. set a limit yeah. for so many words that yeah. they'll do in the morning and actually in the afternoon and again yeah. in the evening. And that worked for them. It's just suggestions. Unless mm. you try it, it's finding what's yeah. right for you. Mm. And I don't think any one person does it the same way, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I think I used to do the same thing. Kind of, I'd say oh, I've got to write 250 words today. And nine times out of ten, I'd finish the day. And I'd have written more, maybe doubled it at some times. Because yeah. once you, I think it's, it's that initial like, starting to get into the flow. Once you're in the flow it kind of comes a lot easier but it's that fast kind of push just to get you to start a lot of the time. I think if you've allowed yourself time as well sometimes again if you're leaving it to quite late you might not have the time to do this but mm-hmm. if you're hitting a mental block there's no point in sitting there for another two hours sometimes just go away next day come and look at it and straight mm-hmm. away you might just see something you didn't see the night before mm-hmm. so giving yourself that time to have that break could be really useful as well. Necessary I think I think that's one thing everyone needs regardless of your style of reading you need to take time take time away just step step back from it and don't forget it's a holiday so you you need to have a holiday and distress have fun whatever that is for you but yeah and also it's important to remember i think that anxiety and stress is a normal feeling like everyone will be <laughs> feeling it people might not talk about it 
everyone will feel stress and anxiety to a certain degree. Mm. Um, it's a normal feeling in everyday life. You know, I get anxious before this podcast, for example, or or anxious before seeing a student in a, in a meeting. But mm. it's normal to feel that way, and you're not alone feeling that way either. Mm. Yeah. I think it's really important to talk as well. So I think you know, if you are starting to find that you're getting a little bit anxious and what have you, look at your flatmates, look at family, friends. Or access support within the university because they have got an extensive well-being service yeah. um, so I think it's really important to remember that you won't be alone mm-hmm. and that there are people there that will yeah. want to help you mm-hmm. have understanding have empathy with you because they will have been there at some point in their life because as Jack said we've all experienced that with different parts mm-hmm. very true very true and the, like I said earlier the is a lot planned already for for you over the winter break. The uni is always like there's a lot of things that they've also got. There's people that you can talk to that are willing to listen and support you. So don't struggle alone. Don't struggle alone. Reach out. Um, yeah. There's lots of local support services as well. So, so like during the period, as we all know. Um, different places do shut down but there are local support uh, networks available so if you go on and like do a Google sh- um, Google search for Plymouth it will come up with different agencies like Livewell Southwest equally um, you'll see on the University Wellbeing site you've got the Together All um, mm. which is a really good site um, I don't know if any of you have actually joined on it but I do think it offers some value because it is monitored by professionals as well um, but they've got self-help remedies which cover a wide spectrum and you they've can actually got, talk with people there's lots of courses the chat forums and it's 24 7 as well which i think is one of the really key things is you can access it for free as a student anytime even if that's kind of free and you can't sleep you're stressed out someone will be there yeah i think it's so important that uh, and obviously it's anonymous as well which is actually really nice because sometimes you know as an individual or as a student you don't want everybody knowing your personal information which is fine that's okay so you can actually go on there anonymously mm. yeah. on the SE website we've actually got our winter wellbeing hub so as soon as you go on the website it's the first thing at the top there and it's got all the events that are happening over the winter holidays it's got all of those local resources put together the university resources and kind of what's on in the wider city so like the Christmas light switch on that happens the winter wonderland that's happening in Central Park lots of things to get up to as well as just general self-help articles revision tips, things like that and I think going on from obviously what Danielle has said you know, we're talking about at the moment about the preparation side of it and I hate to be the one to say it but sometimes things don't actually go like mm-hmm. we're planning yeah. mm. um, so if we think and just trying to off the top of my head come up with some examples so you're planning there you know you're sat here in the front room or dining room wherever you are in your room something happens and you know you've got an exam you've got an open book assessment or coursework that's due the following day and then all of a sudden water starts coming through your room and what have you so yeah you deal with that side of it but it's about how you feel as a person as a student having to actually either go into an exam or submit coursework and it's about knowing what options because you have got options available and it's really important that you know that 
So if you're not feeling well or something has happened outside of your control, then the university do have an extenuating circumstances policy. We refer to it in advice as ECs, so we abbreviate it. Um, so it's worth remembering that if something outside of your control happens, you're not feeling well, give it some serious thought before you actually decide if you're going to go into that exam or you're going to submit that piece of coursework. Because once you have submitted, once you've started that exam, you're saying you're well enough to do that. Yeah. So it's really hard afterwards to come back and say, well, actually, I wasn't well. Mm -hmm. So in that type of scenario I've given you where water's happened or you get up in the morning, you've unfortunately fall down the stairs and hurt yourself, you could actually put in for like a five-day extension. Yeah. So it's about knowing that completing the relevant online paperwork with the university but equally not waiting for that to be sanctioned okay so once mm -hmm. you've submitted it if you can you still need to go ahead and try to complete that work yeah. um, I think that's really important yeah I think as students once you put in for nurses you receive like an automatic email telling you that just go ahead basically they're telling you go ahead with your work um, so whether you've gotten a response or not, that isn't that is important. It will be looked at. Just go ahead as normal. So assume that the five days has been added to your um, timeline, whatever that is, and work as normal. So I think this is the confusion. Some people wait to receive yeah. acknowledgement that Don't like. you've you've received the five days to actually do the work and then end up being behind. So just yeah, take it. That you've you've gotten already and work with that new deadline um, in mind yeah it's really important don't wait you still need to go ahead and um, undertake the work as as you've mentioned Tanari and clearly um, I use this and it can be quite extreme but then anything can happen in life um, if it's going to be longer than the five days say for example you were having to go in hospital or a loved one was in hospital when I say a loved one a really close family member like a mum dad brother and you're going to need longer than five days then you can put in for a 10-day extension okay the one thing you need to remember though and I'm sure you're all aware of it because you've all been students you will have to submit evidence yeah. now that can be an issue for some students because clearly we all know about the NHS and the pressure that they've been under. So in terms of like GPs, if you've accessed a GP, trying to get a letter to support you for that period of time when that work was actually due, you might not get that letter through quickly, okay? But you do need to have the evidence. It could be a hospital letter, it could be from a, a faith practitioner, it could be a counsellor, but it needs to be on headed paper and when I say counsellor I mean like in terms of mental health those type of issues but it does need to be on headed paper and attached with your ECs mm -hmm. but again you're not waiting for that to be authorised you're still trying and if all else fails then you have got a non-submission okay um, whereby what will happen is the next available time for you to actually submit your work you'll be notified potentially that'll be over the summer. So how does that work for a student if I've tried maybe five years, maybe that doesn't work for me and I need to get non-submission, do I just email in to say I'm No, you'd have to this, put in another form, you'd have to complete another form yeah. to actually say that you need to have that extension. 
Okay. How about the scenario that a student wakes up that morning, you've got an exam, and your head is ringing, all sorts of bells in there, and you can't write the exam, or you don't feel well enough, but you go to the hall anyway, and you sit the exam? I, as I said earlier, I think if you're waking up and feeling like that, then you're not fit to go in to sit that exam mm. because the very fact that you've gone in, you've actually said, you know, that you're well enough. The only proviso I'd say on that is if during that exam, for example, you're not feeling well, you need to tell the invigilator so that they can actually document that you've actually spoken to them. Mm. So you highlight it to somebody within that room. Yeah to let them know but you really do need to think about are you know if it was me am I really well enough can I give a hundred percent to what I'm doing mm. and if the answer is no then I think you need to look at I'm not well enough to actually do that at that moment in time but I will be in a couple of days yeah I think it's just um, really stressing that point to students that once you do go into that hall and start the exam you've declared yourself fit to sit the exam and you will be yours. You will be marked according to how you've performed. No one will know that you weren't well well enough to do it. Then, um, you might then be dragged into a cycle of appealing that and things like that. So it's better if you if you honestly know that you can't sit the exam, then you need to you need to get the relevant um permissions for that. Yeah. So you you've got to email, I think, your faculty and things like that to let them know you're not fit to sit the exam. And I think it's really important you mentioned there about scenario and I know that's not what we're talking about, but in terms of appeals, as an advice team we do have a lot of students at the various times of year once you've got your statement of results that are then looking to appeal on the basis of retrospective extenuating circumstances yeah. and that's a lot harder because clearly you may be going back a couple of months mm -hmm. and then you've got to get evidence about it. Typically some students haven't been to a GP, haven't been to a hospital. So it's about how can you get that evidence that you're going to need for that period of time when that work was due. So it's always trying to think about what the next step is. And like with appeals, once you get your statement of results, you put your appeal in so you get an acknowledgement within 10 days right that's you know ideal and then from there the university have got like another 20 working days in which to try or aim to actually look at that appeal and have an outcome yeah. but if it's complex it's going to go a lot longer than the 20 working days which again adds added stress on to you yeah i think yeah, just moving away from, <laughs> I know it sounds like, uh, if you do this, and we're not trying to say that this is going to happen, but just so you know that there are provisions in place in the event that any of this does happen to you, the support and, yeah, Jack and Julie and um, Lisa, our advice team, are also here to give you advice in the event that you something happens and you need to reach out do reach out to the SEO advice team and they will be happy to listen to you and advise you based on your circumstances yeah and that's it's, important to yeah and I think it's also important to say that our advice team our advice um also just to recognize that you aren't 
counsellors um, and that is you will be kind of signposted to other resources such as student services if that is the service that you need um, yeah. yeah I think well, yeah. you can both build on that a little bit more than I yeah. can yeah so in terms of ourselves as um, obviously Isla said we are advisors so we are here and our whole aim is obviously to help with students in their journey through the university to ensure that you have the experience really that you would like to have when we say support it's not necessarily and it isn't about us completing things for students it's about us listening to what a student's issue is and sometimes that can be multiple things and then from there looking at and giving the options that are available to you and what are the best options and that's based on experience from our side so we will give link to the appropriate services um, so yeah Isla we're not professionals in mental health or any of those type of conditions and we shouldn't be that's not our remit mm -hmm. what we do have in the university like I said um, is a well-being um, services there you've got mental health drop-in which happens Monday to Friday in the library so that's from 11.30 to 1.30 I believe so if you really needed to do that and that's during term time uh, you can actually access that side of it Equally, you've also got like counselling appointments that you can actually you know, apply for and go yeah. to. So it's about us actually for our role, making sure that we give you the information as students that will enable you to access the most appropriate support. And that might not be the university, we might actually give details about outside. I think that's what we do well, is I think sometimes it can be quite daunting when you've got multiple things going on and yeah. we can just sort of help sort of plot maybe baby steps okay this is why you should go first and then mm -hmm. based on doing that then you maybe reach out to here so hopefully we can help students feel less stressed yeah. because we give them some sort of plan of action yeah. and I think that can be really powerful when you feel a bit lost yeah, yeah and that's you don't know the answers yeah. you know you don't know the answers so in which case it's about us having to do a bit of research and then coming back to a student mm. um, so we will never say no we don't know what we'll say is we need to check something out and then we'll come back you mm -hmm. know because sometimes situations are really complex life is complex you know it can be difficult at times and yeah. for us it's about making sure that we give accurate advice and that we're not winging it for the want of a better word we never do that so it's about <laughs> really making sure that we support students as much as we possibly can and there's various ways they can get in touch with us it's you know it's via email so if they don't like phoning people they can email us they can fill in the inquiry form um, so we're there to sort of cater for everyone's needs really um, no matter what your circumstance really or what situation you're in there should be a way for you to contact us and that's all on our website as well everything to be able to contact advice um, is all on the SU website yeah, yeah we've got like the phone so obviously contactable by phone if for any reason because we're supporting other students then leave a message we always aim to come back We've got a, an online inquiry form, which is really, I think, really good because you can give an overview of what your circumstances are. So we have an understanding before we actually start communicating. Um, equally, we can offer Zoom appointments or in-person appointments because, as we all know, sometimes there's a need for that side of it. With the Christmas break coming up, as advice, our last working day will be on Thursday, the 21st of December and that will be midday um, when we're actually closed. 
So all we're saying to students really is if you need a response to any query, as long as we have it by the Wednesday the 20th, um, by midday, you will have a response by uh, before we go off on the summer break. Uh, summer break. <laughs> winter break. Yeah. Uh, and then we're back on the 8th of January. Um, I think it's important to mention, although we're independent to the university, the university close from the end of business on the 22nd of December, but they're back on the 2nd of January 2024. So if you did need to access student services, that's their um, particular shutdown side of it. Yeah, well done for listening up until now. So <laughs> we're going into the fun stuff. So <laughs> if you're staying on campus or in Plymouth over the winter break, we've got free holiday boxes um, coming from your SU. Um, so all you have to do is go to the website, fill in um, just little tick boxes, your name, your email. And um, yeah, I think it's Friday the 15th. Yeah, of December, so we will hold all reserve boxes until 3 p.m. But after 3 p.m., well, it's, it's going to whoever is there to collect it. So, yeah, make sure you do pop in for your box. Um, yeah, Daniela, um, do you want to touch on some key events that are going to be happening over the winter? Yeah, so, um as we're recording this, straight after this, we'll be decorating the student union so you can come in and see what you might have been part of, but um, definitely some students will be taking part in is just decorating the SU lounge, Christmas trees, bauble painting tomorrow, um, and then coming up in the future some things that you can get involved with. We've got some Christmas card making and painting, um, we've got some winter crafts, we'll be making Christmas cards to go to some local charities and hospices. Pastoral Centre are doing a board game and hot chocolate afternoon on Friday the 8th um, and then we've got some Christmas movie nights which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, Monday the 11th and Thursday the 14th we'll be watching Christmas movies and having hot chocolate and candy games. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really important with what Danielle has said there, if any um, student is feeling particularly lonely at this moment in time and looking to try to find some buddies, for want of a better word, or um, some people, other students in similar circumstances, perhaps access some of those, because it's a really great way to meet other students and like-minded students that will be interested in those aspects. Yeah, so you can come along with friends, whether that's course mates, flatmates, but you can also come along by yourself. Um, I'll be hosting, and it's hard to tell on the podcast, but I'm the one with the SU lanyard and the bright blue hair. Um, and I'm always happy to have a chat whilst painting a Christmas card. Sounds fun. <laughs> it does. Um, also, our gym will be um, open, but on reduced hours from the 11th of December until the 22nd of January. So Monday to Friday, 7.30 to 8pm, then Saturday and Sundays, 9am to 1 So. Well, we will be closed on the 18th of December, however, <laughs> to Thursday the 4th. So if you're one that uses the gym, just note the changes. But I think you'll have it anyway, and it's on the website if you wanted to check. Yeah. Oh, Christmas. <laughs> I love Christmas. Yeah. I think we're going to ask that question. What, is, what does Christmas mean oh. to you? Hmm, someone else go first. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's too busy thinking. 
So I think the important thing about Christmas is actually um, if you've got family, friends and actually getting together and just having that quality time um, and I think also appreciating that not everybody's going to be happy at Christmas, not everybody celebrates Christmas. Mm. So it's recognising each other and what different needs people have. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's all about family um, and embracing when you've got the family still with you. I think mm-hmm. I, I do agree. Yeah, um, it's nice to spend that time. It's when, like, especially my family, they come together. It's really nice. Um, it's always the classic. Like a lot of people like receiving gifts, but I like. I was watching just about people to open say, gifts that I've given you, them. Are you the gift like giver or the gift receiver? Like, what do you prefer? Giver. Yeah, yeah. I prefer giving gifts. Like this year, it's like when Mum asks, "Oh, what do you want for Christmas?" Don't know. No, I don't really have anything on my list, no. but I've already finished my Christmas shopping. <laughs> I got too excited. Yeah. You can do mine as well, then. Oh, you can send me a list. Go on. <laughs> I think it's just lovely watching people open gifts that you spend time looking around getting the right one Mm. and it's not about for me personally it's not about the value it's about Mm. the gift Mm -hmm. that it means something to somebody yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's the thoughts that count so how much thoughts the person has put behind that gift is what is what really matters because that's the person's heart really Um, I think it's important to just note for international students if you're coming from anywhere in Africa, it's different here on the 25th. Everything, almost everything will be closed. Um, most people spend time with families and friends. It's indoors, because um, I know for me, the first Christmas was a shock. <laughs> I came out that morning to go get food. <laughs> and I, I was not pleasantly surprised <laughs> to find everything just, just closed. Um, so do prepare shop before Christmas Day so you have food in your house and you're not hungry on Christmas Day <laughs> don't do what I did it's not wise so prepare yeah I bet now my mum will listen I've just thought my mum will listen to this and I've said that I don't want anything for Christmas <laughs> and I'll just be sat there with nothing <laughs> no mum it's like, well I listen to your yeah, podcast yeah. you don't want anything I mean, you don't like receiving gifts <laughs> yeah. exactly what I said I was going to say that I think I'm a bit of both. I like watching people receive gifts, but I do like opening gifts as well. I like receiving gifts as well. So please, I think it's yeah. nice because yeah. <laughs> I find it so awkward. Like even if it's something that I love, like I could genuinely love it. I could have asked for it for ages. I'll still open it and I'll be like, "Thank you." Like I just don't know how to react. No, yeah. I'm, I'm exactly the same which yeah. is better, it's better on Christmas because at least everyone tends to open at the same time yeah. whereas not, on your birthday everyone's just looking at you and yeah. I, I hate that's that that's true are you <laughs> like do you come from a family because some families are different where it's like a bit of a free for all like everybody just grabs their presents and opens it or is it like a everybody has one present at a time because I think we're a bit of like a free for all family no so like um, myself and my husband we've got three grown up lads um, all who went to university they've got their little Santa sacks Aww. and then what we do is we take turns 
in terms of opening the present, just so as we can actually experience yeah. that as a family. See, we still have Santa's sacks as well. So but I remember that mum and dad like getting older now, and I could tell because every year the Santa sacks they start to decrease a little bit, but it's also the things in them. Like it's we always guess as well. It's like tradition for us. We always have to guess, and I was like, oh. Hairspray, <laughs> something like that, and I opened it. I was like, "Oh, de-icer." <laughs> so that's that's in the my thing. car. That's the things that, like, certainly our sons don't like the sacks. I don't think the sacks they're certainly going down because actually they're adults. So yeah. yeah. you know what? I really appreciate the de-icer though. <laughs> it's things that you forget to buy yourself. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. Like my mum, well, because my sister's only eleven, she feels bad. Like she does like Christmas Eve boxes. She feels bad doing my sister one and not me one <laughs> so we all kind of go out on Christmas Eve and come home and she'll be like oh, Darcy Santa's been with your Christmas Eve box I'm like mum I'm 22 years old you don't <laughs> but I do I've always got new pyjamas and a new mug and some hot chocolate got to be good because Santa's coming yeah the elves have been if watching <laughs> or go to midnight mass which is quite nice I think that's oh, quite yeah. a nice way to actually see and no matter what religion you are or if you're not I think just to actually go to any faith type um, place it's yeah. really nice to see Christmas in that mm. way yeah. I think across Girls. all cultures winter's about community I mean I think there's about 15 different religious holidays over that winter period but all of them are about coming together they're about your friends, your family maybe your religion and your kind of church culture but just that community feel which i think is so lovely yeah and it tests your ability to grit your teeth when you're so i host at my house and i cook for oh. i cook for my, my mum <laughs> so, so I, I have to grit my teeth when she tries to tell me how she would do things like do you want to do it or if not i'll get on with it so it's about the perfects the art of gritting your teeth and just smiling and nodding oh. quite nice i haven't had an invite if you like doing all this cooking, I host for. I think I'm hosting for five people this year. That's enough for me. Oh, <laughs> get the monopoly out as well. Yeah. Oh, very true. Monopoly is a oh. slippery slope. Yeah, it is. Mm. Always ends in an argument, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's banned in our house now. <laughs> Got to get the blue in monopoly because then you're on a winner. <laughs> Julie knows. <laughs> Got to play. If, yeah. if you want to use the advice service for <laughs> board games, Julie is obviously the person to go to. <laughs> no, I'm very competitive. <laughs> so am I. Don't hate when they let you off the money. You're like, yeah. no, that no, is not the game. No, Grandma, you're out. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever's the banker. Or... <laughs> On that note, please don't contact them for one of the yeah. advice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh. so um, I think... This is where we kind of wrap up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we start talking about using the advice service for Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's time. That's when we need to draw it to a close. <laughs> I think Monopoly is one of the few games we don't have in the SU lounge. Do We've we got a big board game. I think that's maybe probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. lots of different things. I'm fine as really long fun. as I'm winning. Yeah. I'm, I'm always fine. <laughs> as long as I'm winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, scenario. Yeah, so it's, it's really the taking part that counts, isn't it? I know, it I know. <laughs> Just let me win and we'll have fun. Yeah. It's like when you've got like a younger member of the family and it's like, oh, yeah, no, let them win. No, I'm absolutely like, no, not. No. no. They need to learn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We are all compassionate people, really, deep down. Yeah, <laughs> we are. I'll let Promise. you win if you're younger. 
and you have like um, gifts, gifts, bring gifts. <laughs> what was that about giving and receiving gifts? <laughs> I know, I love receiving too. I love you. We've got We never would have guessed that yeah. today. <laughs> I love opening presents. It just does something to me. It doesn't matter what's in there, just open the box. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's oh, good okay. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and this <Hey>. note. <laughs> Yeah, would love to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Um, I think it's our last podcast for the year, so Ooh. when we see you or speak to you, it'll be in the new year. So. Fresh faced. Yeah. Yeah. Rested. Well rested. Yeah. Not arguing about monthly. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wish so. you all a peaceful Christmas. Yeah. 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 Whatever that is for you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Happy holidays. Bye. She did it. I did it. Well done, Judy. What's that?